The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin House, WTJX FM with yours truly, Neville James. Lovely day in paradise. A little cloudy all year, but the sun has made its presence felt. And uh, looking good. It's paradise. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be talking with, with uh, Dwayne Henry. Um, in uh, our number one, we're going to talk about the Constitutional Convention and the history of it. And what we're looking to accomplish. Um, if and when we convene uh, the next one, then uh, we're going to be talking also uh, a little later on in the show with um, Kimberly Kazi Gomez, Commissioner of Human Services, and uh, talk about a number of different things going on over there. There are a lot of things going on. One of the bigger departments in the government of the Virgin Islands. And, uh, Looking forward to speaking with her uh, once again. Also, um, we're going to call uh, National Water Service towards the latter part of our number one to let us know what's going on. Kind of breezy um, this morning. Had a definite east to west wind. And we are working our way, navigating our way uh, into uh, the studio. Uh, and uh, Keeping an eye on that. You like it like that. Once you stay in the seventies, around this time of the year, like I was saying, St. Thomas, um, we're gonna be good. Now, uh, quickly, um, had a good sample, had an okay sample with that from the data on Tuesday. I had a better sample from the data yesterday. We had an eight and a half to one ratio. From Tuesday's data, and yesterday we had a a twenty, no, a fourteen to one ratio. Yesterday, same amount of positives, uh, twenty positives uh, per day for the last two days, and um, but we had more negatives from yesterday's data. We had one hundred and seventy negatives and twenty positives from Tuesday's data. Yesterday we had. 286 negatives, an increase of 116 negatives with the same positive uh, number at 20. So right now we got um, 123 actors in the territory, of which 65 are on St. Croix, um, 48 are on St. Thomas. And nine around St. John. That's 122, though. Let me look that over again. Okay, I know um, eight and five is 13, and nine is 22. 
So let me look this over again here. Make sure I got the right numbers. 66 cents in Croy. There we go. 66 cents in Croy, 66 cents in Thomas, and 48 cents in Thomas, and 9 on St. John. That's a big number for St. John. St. John, be careful. Okay? Then I approaching 10 over there. There's cause for concern. Of the 20 positives, the last two days, though, St. Thomas had 14 from the Tuesday data and 11 from yesterday's data. So keep an eye on that. Nationally, back at 11%. I saw a big jump here with the world of meters, the number of cases. There's over 100,000 from yesterday morning to today. And from 104,000, well, no, not 100,000, um, 80, 83,000 from um, 104 million. 537,372 to 104,620,361. Debt, though, went up 900 and... Um, is it bum, bum, bum? 31. Yeah, 969. That's a big number. Just the average number of debts has been in the 400 plus range. So the world of me, that number went up pretty big. That's contrary to hospitalizations and ICU patients. And the New York Times tracker, because they went down. But deaths did go up by 11 on the tracker. So, you know, it is this time by year. And there was an article in the New York Times about uh, the new normal. And um, we are definitely keeping our eye on that situation because we really don't want no new waves or any more mutants yacking up. So we should be hearing from Dwayne Henry on the line anytime now. Should we call him anytime now? Uh, yesterday was a reversal from the day before. I didn't give the market numbers yesterday because he went straight to the guests yesterday morning. But the Dow was up 265.67 on Tuesday. Then it was down yesterday. 27.68 points. We had 22. 22 up and 8 down. On Tuesday and yesterday, we had 7 up, 23 down. A true reversal. Uh, um, from the day before. So we'll get back to that uh, a little bit later. But yesterday was a reversal from the day before. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you? All right, good, Consul. How's everything? I'm doing well. Good, good. good. So I keep an eye on these uh, these COVID numbers here. Um, I think fluid is fluid is the appropriate terminology right about now. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. And um, we still got, you know, like um, we were saying this morning on the news, that you know, there's still elevated numbers of just not just COVID, but the RS, um, the RSVP, yeah. Flu, so it's the time of year we have to be very vigilant. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, you know, maybe we need to. We, we reached a point where um, we could use another town hall meeting to can't just assume that the, the Monday the press briefings 
are the only way to communicate. Maybe we need a, another tongue how to educate the public because this is the new normal going forward. Yes, and um, we, we got to keep, um, you know, re-educating and re-educating people so that they don't, you know, take it for granted and, yeah. and fall by the wayside on that. Yeah, that, uh, that they definitely can't uh, assume that um, the... The public is aware of what's going on because just because we get past that, you know, it seems like the next next <laughs> next month come back three full years, man. So when I shut down the yeah. government, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, time flies, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a fucking experience. Too. Like I said, is you know managing any crises, but you know, the first um, help crisis to hit the Virgin housing and probably over 100 years. Um, yeah, got, got it. The team did a great job. They were talking Spanish flu uh, from 1899, somewhere around there, right? Uh, or, or, yes, or, or, that's or, over 100 years. Yeah, yeah, early 1900s. And then, uh-huh. But we had, um, polio took a while though, right? Polio, it was, I, mean, I don't know if it was ever to the, to the, to the, to the, to the magnitude like this, but Polio was a thirty-year thing, wasn't it? That thing that would that would. Yeah, polio was a minor. Uh, I would say an epidemic, but it was a it was a, 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 a issue here because you got a lot of prominent Virgin Islanders um, ended up contracting it and stuff, you know. And uh, some of them are still alive now and and stuff like that. But um, polio did hit us pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, that that was a, you know, the 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 um the coronavirus pandemic really was an educational window for a lot of us, you know. And not not only with coronavirus, but just viruses in general and learning about them and the history of viruses and what we had to go through to get around them and get to the point where, where the science the science uh were dictating uh the impact as opposed to the to the virus. Right. Right. And I think one of one of the things that um hopefully one of the things that comes out of this is uh we have more young children becoming interested in um you know health and sciences yeah that's a good point and i hope this has really piqued these young people's interest no that's that's a that's a that's a very very good point um there that um because you know sometimes it's experiences personal experiences will lead people to to, to the professional pro, um, professions you know i mean to their career their right. career professions and uh we 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 gotta we gotta stay ahead of the curve man that's why boys don't too you know uh yeah 19 1950s, right? Late 1940s, 1950s. Uh-huh. Yeah, polio pandemic. And then, uh, wow. And then in 1994, polio is considered eliminated in North and South America. So this was a while. A couple of generations, man. That's true. Wow. That's true. Wow, Dr. Sock. Yeah, I remember reading that. Yes, Jura yeah. Sock. Jura Sock, yeah, yeah. So that's all, yeah. So check this out. Um, I was doing some research there. And, um, uh, I sent you an article that I found in the source, um, yes. related to the to the to the the history of our constitutional conventions. And uh, this uh-huh. this thing is deep. Um, Attorney Henry, going back yes. going back to the sixties, we had what, one uh-huh. in sixty five, seventy two, seventy eight, and eighty, and then of course we had one in two thousand seven. That that uh-huh. was controversial and lasted uh, up to two thousand. Ten, but the names that were involved in in these uh, uh, constitutional convention 
uh, conventions uh, over the years is, is a virtual who's who, man. Wow. Yeah, so we're on the sixth one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah, this is the sixth one coming up now. Um, of course, of course, we keep failing though. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? We need a we need a document. I'm sorry, you said it again. No, I said um, we keep failing to to get a document in place. We need to get a document. That's correct. Um, you know, this is the sixth tray, and um, it's not you know we can see, but I'm not sure how they're gonna do this. Well. well. <laughs> <laughs> the man set me up, man. Walk through the door, man. Yo, <laughs> this this the man himself. Yo, yo, cut off that phone. Yo, 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 yo. Thanks a lot, man. That's a that's a nice surprise. This one, yo, Dwayne Henry's in the house, man. Happy New Year, <laughs> <laughs> man. Made an appearance, man. Appearance in person at Marisol. Marisol set me up, so I'll get some pay. <laughs> She's good. I, uh, <laughs> I, I definitely gonna get some pay. But I got to see you, man. Of course, of course. Yeah, man. Yeah. So how you been? I've been good. Yeah, man. Sick. Don't go go through the courtesies and all that stuff that you come <laughs> to the door. Yeah. So we we're talking about the Constitution Convention goes back what fifty eight years, sixty five. Look, get, get right into the microphone. Yes. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 Over six years because um. When I was 14, I testified before the third convention. Oh, yeah? It's, yeah. An, it's 78? Yeah. Wow. The wow. famous picture of me on the front page of the Avis. <laughs> wow. Um, no, but we're going to get... We with, go. braids, with braids and a jeans jacket. <laughs> like I can send it to you. We go, yeah. Yeah, but I want to see that. I definitely want to see that. So um, the first convention was held in 64 and 65. Uh-huh. It included 33 delegates, the 15 sitting senators and 18 others. And it was presided over by Dr. Aubrey Andu. That's a powerful name. Yes, it is. In our history here. And um, just to run through some of the names, the delegates, right? Annie Remsen, Aubrey Andu's, Vivian Andu's, Bota Bushulti. Wow, man. Uh, who else we got here? James Bow, James Bridgman, Warren Brown. You were a commissioner at one time, right? A, a little later in a. Um, housing, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think it was housing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He was the secretary. Clarice Bryan was the assistant secretary. Horace Calwood Blues for um, that's um, Vaughn Hodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, from uh, Liam Cole, Morris De Castro, mm-hmm. the vice president. Yeah. Wow. wow. Mario Chabot, Ronald DeLugo, <laughs> Augustine Doward, Basilio Felix, mm-hmm. Felix Francis. Uh, I, th- I think that was Randy Lugo's first elective office. Okay, here there, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vicente Garcia, Garcia, James O'Neill Henderson, Randall N. James, and him sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Fritz Lowetz, John L. Maduro, Tobal Moorhead, Ario Diaz Morales, Earl B. Atley, that's these are senators now. David yes. Pirich, Possible Reese, Cali Possible Reese, Ruby Rose, Alex Shade, Roy Sua, Julia Sproul Jr. Uh-huh. Angel Suarez Jr., Manuel Torres, Charles W. Turnbull. Wow, man. Wow. And we couldn't get a document with all of that brain power there, man. What's going on, man? Hey, daddy. What happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you know, remember at that time, too, we were going through, we were getting ready to, you know, the Congress was changing. That, well, this actually led to the Congress coming up with the elected governors. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, actually, actually yeah, you're right, because, yeah. because, um, 
Because yes, they can't come up with a cancel Congress. Okay, we'll at least do this. Yeah, okay, here we say The convention was presided by uh, Dr. Ari Andrews, a Bill of Rights, and a unicameral legislature were two of its basic issues. Uh-huh. They quickly produced a document which was approved by its members February 26, 1965, and was transmitted directly to the U.S. Congress. The document presented several significant reforms, elected governor, elected congressional representative, right to vote for the U.S. president, right of 18-year-olds to vote, a VI comptroller appointed by the Virgin Islands governor, right to propose organic act amendments. The Congress addressed certain of these over the next several years, but in a piecemeal approach. So, in effect, mm-hmm. some of the desires of the original convention are actually in effect right now. That's correct. Um, of course, it's always better when you have a local, um, each jurisdiction has its own constitution. Mm-hmm. For several things, including um, when you challenge cases in court, you have a more direct route. Correct. Instead of a circuitous route to the federal courts because of diversity of, mm-hmm. uh, because it involved and they can't really, law. And they can't really be holding you hostage. Can, can, that's can, what it boils yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you can't change anything until they change it. Correct. And, and, and they... Uh, they have it's like okay I could try to do what I want but don't ever forget that we got the ability to lie you know mm-hmm. and, and, and there's DC. something fundamentally wrong with that get closer to them again mm-hmm. yeah. and, and DC definitely found out the hard way <laughs> yes sir <laughs> yes sir yes, yes sir but um, unicameral legislature elected governor mm-hmm. first of all my election reform standpoint those two and the delegate to Congress those three Mm-hmm. Actually, all three that we have all right three. now. Yes, yes. Yeah, so yes. so it did have some. It did have uh, the controller. Nah, we got commissioner finance. That's and, true. And we got post auditor in the legislature. Mm-hmm. Um, we have yeah. check and balance. Should yeah, work. yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I don't really think they have the clout that the convention probably uh, was looking be. for. So uh-huh. um, it'll, it'll be interesting when we come back and we take a break and we're gonna look at uh, the second one, which was in the early seventies, and then uh, there was one. Uh, were two, one in 78 where um, Attorney Henry said he testified with the braids and jeans jacket and then one in eight and of course the one in 2007. We'll take a break, analyze this, a little bush tea, in person bush tea going on this man and we'll be back right after this. equals new business opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. Bankofstcroix.com. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. 
The USVI Caribbean Music Festival on St. Croix officially launches on Friday, February 17th. This is a free community event presented by the U.S. Virgin Islands Department of Tourism, curated by the United Jazz Foundation in collaboration with Jazz at Lincoln Center and sponsored by the VI Lottery. The event runs from 6.30 to 11.30 p.m. along the Waterfront Promenade in Fredericksdale and features Grammy Award-winning jazz vocalist Diane Reeves, Marsvin Davids, Caribbean Players of St. Croix, and Calvin Johnson and native son of New Orleans. For more information, CaribbeanMusicHeritage.org or 646-725-3353. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big it cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we we'll figure it out. Okay, second constitutional convention is about six years later. Um, same thirty-three appointed delegates to include the fifteen sitting members of the sen of the legislature. This was um began in work in nineteen seventy-one. Um the other delegates were selected by three political parties, the Democrats, the Republicans, and the ICMs. Uh, so this was a political thing more than uh -huh. anything else, right? Uh -huh. And then, uh, mm, you see, delegates stressed a Bill of Rights, improved federal relations, and their plan offered proposals for reorganization of all three branches. Document was produced on August 10, 1972, so it's about 11 months later, uh -huh. uh, and was reported in news as receiving unanimous approval of the 24 present delegates. In, on September 12, 1972, despite dissension among delegates regarding a referendum date, two documents, a constitution and a federal relations act, were presented to the voters in the general election of November 1972. The vote was 7,279 for and 5,518 against. So we had, what, 12,700 mm, 12, people. Oh. Thereabouts who voted for it, and this is '72. This is 50 years ago, oh. right? And there were um, there were charges that it was an illegal referendum, <laughs> and a newspaper editorial following the official count on November 1972 termed it a dubious referendum. Oh. While well, the enabling Act 3608 clearly states that the makeup of the delegation uh, clearly states the makeup of the delegation, William Boyer in his America's American Virgin Islands. Um, uh, a History of Human Rights and Wrongs, published in 1983, inexplicably stating the convention was compromised of the same members, except that they were not elected. Yes. So so basically, they, they were saying how they convened uh -huh. was a problem. Yes. Yeah, the will of the people kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Wow. But you, but you know, this is the weird thing. 
is um, after that, then we went into two populist conventions. Correct. And, uh, you know, and, and those conventions were quite raucous. Mm -hmm. At least the one after, the fourth one I know was, was pretty rough and, and, um, and I'm not sure about the fifth one. But the, um, and, and I think that this latest bill, I haven't read the bill itself, I just read news stories mm -hmm. that, that, that creates the one, seems to be taking a more technocratic um, um, approach to it. What, 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 what do you think um, really should be the priorities as it relates to document content at this go around, not just that we're 50 plus years um, from electing our own governor, uh -huh. but you know, we've been, we've shown that, that we could function with the, you know, uh, under the, the, the Republican form of government, which is the American structure. Uh -huh. um, so, so what should really be priority items in whatever document um, the convention arrives at? Um, you know, I, I, I actually think the, the convention should create a basic document for the, the structure of government. That, you know, basically, Techno Organic, I can write it over, mm -hmm. tweak it, you know, for us. But then we could expand. We don't want to go crazy like um, like some states. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, the state of, um, I think it's Illinois. Every single, they, 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 their constitution is over 100 pages long, mm -hmm. which is insane. Yeah, man. You know? So, like, the constitution, you, you don't want to create at least not too many more rights or whatever that exists that we already currently have that we that we seem to be getting along well with. Um, and, and, and at the same time, um, you know, it has to be a modern document to deal with modern times, how society has changed and stuff like that over the years. Um, the, the, the third priority, the next priority I think it should, should have is um, creating um, a document that, that that, that, that looked at some historical issues that we may have had and, and, and try to come to a resolution on it once and for all, you know, stuff like, the, I give you, here's a, a big, big, um, the Constitution, and not the Constitution, but the Capitol. Yeah. You know, the Capitol is in St. Thomas by Federal Act, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, if we want to keep it there, fine, but let us say that that's what we want. You know, um, and the reason why we're talking about this is that um, there was a, a mandate uh, towards the last part of the 34th legislature. And um, Myron Jackson, he'd been championing this uh, for a long time. And so they passed uh, a bill um, in late December of uh, last year. Of course, you know, we just get in February and tomorrow will be the 10th. I mean, time really uh -huh. flying uh, in the early part of the year. So uh, the, to establish a six constitutional convention, so a constitutional convention. So, so where we where are we at now based on your understanding uh, of how the process works? The legislature approves the convening of a convention. What happens next? Uh, um, okay, then um, generally the, the, there has to be some kind of apparatus to to do the elections uh, within the legislative mandate. Yes, within yeah. the mandate. So um, funding does have to go down. I don't know if it already has. You know, a lot of these bills pass without funding mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, funding has to go to the department uh, or rather the board of elections so that they can run this election. Yeah. Then the legislature has to appropriate funds to run the convention. And then the convention, you know, they have to set up their staff and all this kind. Of, then they have their first meetings. Me, I, I and part, on and on and on. I was a part of, of the, the most recent um, processes to to get the 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 most recent convention 
in, in place. And I, I heard rumblings inside the legislature where senators were obsessed with constitutional convention members using the process as a, 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 a stepping board to run for elected okay, office. But you know what? It's funny because I'm exactly, that was running through my mind just yeah. now. It's just like running a general election. Yeah. And if you know you could win yeah. one of them six chances, you're going to win the district. And probably. we actually had, in, in, in yes. um, coming out of that, Michael Michael Tolan, mm -hmm. who was a member of the Cashew's mm -hmm. Convention, and, and he had ran, and he wasn't successful a couple no, of times before that. Mm -hmm. And he parlayed that and finished a, 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 a high second, a high second in a 2008. Brian. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But back in the day, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, so I, you know what? So what? I mean, B, you, you can't, you shouldn't hold future legislatures hostage because constitutional convention members might feel the, the desire to run for Senate. So what? Well, the answer to that is the same as the way we don't have term limits. Exactly. Self-preservation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's all it is. Yes, sir. All it is. Yeah, but, 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 Nobody but, wants competition. No, no. And um, but getting back uh, to the recent, uh, to the most recent one, it went to, the, to, to Congress. We had folks testifying mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But they still reject uh, whatever we send. They they find something. I think it had a native naturalized that, that's exactly issue uh, yes. in the most yes. in the most recent one. Mm -hmm. And there was a Saint Thomas Saint Croix issue mm -hmm. there as well. And that was actually that happened in uh in the third one where yes. Alexander Farley was the was mm -hmm. the um the presiding officer, mm -hmm. and he actually said that. Yes, he, he said that. Uh, boy, the, well, uh, I clearly remember that. <laughs> that that was the, the the big thing in that one was the who was indigenous said uh, oh what they they tried to define native Virgin Island I think mm -hmm. they should have tried to define mm -hmm. indigenous but native mean your born here period yeah you know so I don't even know where that was going yeah, and, and, but and, um <laughs> yeah and, and, and worrying about who got elected Randy Lugo parlay this mm -hmm. I, I think he was a senator uh, after the first. Constitutional Convention. Yes. Mango Jones, right? Yes, yes. And, Senator and, and, from and then ultimately, he was a long-time delegate to Congress. Right. right. He maybe started a Washington representative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. He, had a new, mm -hmm. he had a new name. Right. Uh, he had a different name. Right. Uh, uh, back then. Yeah, Farley. I'm looking for the... And, for, and, for, and the Washington representative was basically a, a lobbyist up there. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he was not a member of Congress. But, uh, you know, that's, that's what they're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Because if they ain't gonna vote in powers mm -hmm. for final passage, I mean the voting committee and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but if they ain't gonna vote in powers, okay, here we go. Um third constitutional convention, uh, the group elected Alex Farley as president, had uh, the public document seventeen. Uh oh, some of the provisions it was for a seventeen member legislature. Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, another yeah. One. I remember yeah. when I read that one. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh a reverse, a revised judicial uh, system with a local Supreme Court replacing the U.S. District Court. Ultimately, we got that, mm -hmm. but that was 30 years later because we yeah. got the Supreme Court in 2006. Mm -hmm. So, um, some of the, I mean, let's face it, the documents, from a document standpoint, there may have been failures, but from an intent standpoint, mm -hmm. there were successes. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, like uh, people built consensus uh, within those groups and, 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 and you know, Delegate X comes up with this idea. Is it's good because you got these people. You got to convince everybody to go with this idea. It's a little bit more difficult mm. than the legislature because the legislature is only fifteen people. But when you got thirty member conventions, that's a lot of people to convince. Yeah. And so it case, takes and some skills 
and some, you know. Well, you need you need you need the skills anyway, because you you, mm-hmm. you 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 you're counting votes. You check. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, though, this was this was this was sad though. Less than thirty eight percent of eligible voters turned out, mm-hmm. and fifty six percent of those vote who voted rejected it. You know, I know you got to break out of here a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, controversies over areas and local government and native-born governor clause were, yep. were put forth. Mm-hmm. And Farley was quoted years uh, in January of 78. This is years later. Mm-hmm. When the session was two months into work, we saw the St. Thomas versus St. Croix split. Yeah, the, you know, they had to come up. Hatfield and, and McCoy's. Say, yes, and then it started to start over this, this capital thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, so. B, um, that gonna outlive me at UB. Oh, of course. <laughs> no one in change. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you know, at the age, you know, I keep telling people, I said, you know, we really, if, you know, New York was the first, uh, actually the second capital of, of um, New York City. No, New York City. No, New York was the first capital Albany, of the United I, I, States. Then Philadelphia was the second. Yeah. Um, and then Washington DC is actually yeah, yeah, third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you had, you know, so, but they, uh, but, but my thing is, okay, they moved it out of New York to Washington. New York is still the biggest city. It's the center of economic activity, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. You ain't hearing New Yorkers complain that we want nothing. As a matter of fact, when the president comes to talk, they're balling. And not only that, <laughs> in a lot of states, the main city is not the capital. That's true. Albany is way <laughs> up the way. Harrisburg, yeah, in Harrisburg, Harrisburg. You don't hear about people worrying about turnout in Harrisburg. Right, it's, yeah. it's Philly and Pit, Philly and Pittsburgh. Right. In Florida, Tallahassee, not right. Miami or right. Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Tallahassee's a California got multiple big cities, and Sacramento mm-hmm. is still. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. oh, so we need to be careful with it. Look, good to have you here in person. You got to run. And uh, we're gonna set this up so you can do some in, t- uh, in person bush uh, okay. visits as well. Okay. Good looking out. That's doing Henry. Okay, thanks. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it again next week. I'll let you know. All right. Glad to have you here, man. And handle your business. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh doing Henry um, um shocking me this morning, which which is a good thing. I like that kind of uh in person appearance, but you got some run-ins. Um uh okay, here we go. I got a question here. Good morning. Would you please share that list article? Okay. VI source. So here's what you do. Google um VI constitutional conventions background. And you're going, you're going to see a May 19th article, May 19th, 2003, right? Almost 30 years, almost 20 years ago. That gives us history of the first um, four attempts, okay, to write our own constitution. It's an awesome article. That's why I tell you what, I, you know, you're not just like, I like to read. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? So I read this. I said, this is something that me and, um, my Bush T doctor, uh, going to talk about, unfortunately, you know, he had some run-ins this morning. Uh, so we didn't get into it into more detail, but it's, I'm telling you, man, uh, this is, uh, this, this was awesome. Great. Right? For, for example, that, that, that one that we just mentioned, right? The 72, right? The 72 convention, 70, 70, yeah, 72 convention. Right. Um, um, here's the list. There, there were senators, right? That's what I mentioned, right? There were senators. Vaudin Brung, Hector Sintran, Philip Clark, Felix Francis, Jaime Garcia, John Maduro, Ariel Melchior Jr., Claude Malloy, Alexander Moorhead, George O'Reilly Jr. Are we going to speak to that one? You know, because that's that. There's a there's a asterisk there. At Neil Atley, Earl B. Atley, David Puritz, 
Percival Reese, Elroy Sproul. So I go, I go ask Rocky, this got to be the same person that Rocky be, be, be referencing all the time that was one of his mentors, right? O'Reilly was appointed by Governor Melvin Evans after the death of elected Senator Lou Muckle on May 5th, 1971. The delegates as chosen by party, the total was 11 each, right? The Democratic Party was uh, Adi Atlee, uh, Senators Atneil Atlee, we love her name's Adi, Earl Atlee, um, David Peeritz, and Percival Reese, and at large Senator Maduro, others, Leonel Gordon, Hilario James, Sidney Lee, William Lomax, Charles Turnbull, and Patrick Williams. Independent senators, of course, they had their senators, Brown, Francis, Melchior, Malloy, Moorhead, and Spro. Others from independence, from the ICM, Independence Citizens Movement, Bertha Bashelta, Gerald Christian, Richard Joyce, Cyril E. King, Wang Louis Monell, two future governors. And then, of course, the Progressive Republican Party. The senators were Cintron, of course, Philip Clark, Jaime Garcia, O'Reilly, that's um, affectionately known as Bagoon, George O'Reilly Jr. Others from the Republican Party, Luther Benjamin, Ruth Gordon, Thomas Ireland, Richard Maguire, Henry Rolson, whom the hospitals, whom the airport is named after, Walter Seipel, and, and Miss Rennie Starling. So uh, you're noticing, right, with this here, right, back in the day, if you wanted to get into politics, you had to have party linkage. You ain't got no independence up in this thing, huh? This is interesting. We're going we gonna, to we gonna delve in this here again into some more detail uh, down the road. The history, this is this, an this awesome article. Like I said, VI, Google, VI Constitutional Conventions, background. And you should see an article from the St. Thomas Source that coming up, uh, dated May, uh, May 19th, 2023. Out of all four conventions that they mentioned here, this 70, this 72 convention, the second one, looks like the most history, the most interesting, the most who's who. I mean, this is wow. A lot of things that they suggested. Ultimately, is what we're dealing with now. Okay, so this is awesome. We'll talk a little bit more about this. You also reach out to the weather service um, and do our um, weekend weather uh, update um, today as opposed uh, tomorrow. So we'll take a break, come back as uh, I continue to be wowed by um, the history of the Constitutional Convention and the players and player X, by the way, ladies as well. We'll be back right after this. struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teentime at vichildrensmuseum.org. All of us want to know what's going on, but only some of us want to know the why. That's where we come in. 1A is a place for the curious. 
daily conversations for those looking to make sense of our world. I'm Jen White. I hope you'll join me next time for 1A. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly, what a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. You know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. <coughs> Hello? I can't. I'm in bed with the flu. <coughs> the flu? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Camera's about to crowd, sir. Man, I'll call you back. Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. Don't get flu FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. Yeah, so we're back here. Um, you know, I get my text messages. From, you know, my audience, they're strong. They, they, they like to open me up. The 78th convention, um, which was the third one. Yeah, 78th convention, the third one. It had 60 delegates. Mm-mm, this is people, right? Um, wow. Clemente Cintron, they're just the names... I'm seeing here, you know, Clifford Christian, Kwame Garcia, William Harvey. They're just, you know, picking some of, picking out some, you know. I see my father name up in there again with Randall James and Wilfred James, Jessica Totain Molina, right? Wallace Fear, Elmo D. Roebuck, you know, Ruby Simmons, Charles Turnbull again, Lloyd Williams, Mario A. Watlington. Wow, Alfred Lockhart, Wilbur Lamata. I mean, this is a, this is a who's who. Yeah, man. Uh, Geraldo Gorty. I know. Uh, good morning, um, Barbara Peterson. I know when you used to be on the radio, you used to, you, uh, used to reference that name there. You check, uh, Miss Gorty. Right? Arnold Golden. Yeah, this 78. This, this one, yeah. Uh, Ide Cotel Brian. Cotel Brian. Uh, this, this second one, yeah, wanna joke, my son. Wow. Louis Bushalty. Mm, yeah, man. This, 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 this 60 member, um, Gerald Hodge, right? Yeah, Gerald Hodge. Um, you name it, man. Wow. 60 Michael Paiwanski. Wallace Fear. Wow. This one, yeah, um, <laughs> this one, this, this 78 convention is the one where I'm fairly said this in Thomas Sincroy thing were real. You check Adelbert Bryan. He was a part of that one. As well, he actually went on to serve uh, as a senator for seven terms. And we had a, a fourth convention in 1980, and the group selected Rupert Ross as the president. Several members had been members of the third convention, and a select few were veterans of the first and second conventions. On November 3rd, 1980, a proposed document was presented to the voters and once more rejected defining the term Virgin Island and the importance of it in text 
was said to be a stumbling block to passage. And uh, Cecil Benjamin was a part of that one. Stedman Hodge. I see Bent Lawets, he was the secretary. Lucia Molina. Clement Saki, who was my principal at St. Dunstan's back in the Llewellyn Sewer. Ruby Simmons was the first vice president and Mary Watland and Lada. Yvonne Tarps. Council. You know, you are part of the convention back in 1980, my Ivan the legislature. You know, so this, you know, this article really, you know, um, uh, is good. And they, they mentioned the, the primary sources, Paul Leary, for those of you who live here, you know that name there, uh, William Boyer. So this, this article, they actually brought a lot of, they, they reached out to a lot of documentation to put this article together, the Rocky Road to Self-Government. That was uh, Julio Brady in the Daily News. He had written an editorial uh, in 1980. Uh, he was our lieutenant governor um, with um, with Wang Louis uh, for four years and all that stuff. Virgin Islands Daily News, numerous articles from 71, 72, 76, and 78. It really is a good read. So if you um, access it, and we're going we're gonna to stay on top of this because, you know, the legislature uh, has... <clears throat> you know, um, mandated that we convene a sixth um, constitutional convention. And, um, you know, at some point we got to put everything in place, figure out when the election going to be and all that stuff. So it's interesting. And then I got a, a text message from uh, uh, Wallace Williams. He liked this kind of odd, these kind of discussions. When we go history, he liked to let me know. Yeah, he said we, right? The Florence Williams Public Library proudly hosted the third constitutional convention headquarters. So the library done in Christianstead, but that library that you hear me referencing up to yesterday when we had on um, the folks from uh, Access to Racial and Cultural uh, Health Institute, uh, ARCH, um, um, I mentioned you know, how the the library uh, uh, played an important part in a lot of things that we did. And uh, we should, um, you know, uh, uh, encourage our young people uh, to embrace what the library is. And of course, we got to invest in the libraries. First of all, you know, libraries got to be open and all that stuff. So we're going to do that. I'm going to um, talk to them, see if uh, uh, we could we could post this article maybe on our our website or on WTJX website. Because it really is a, it's an awesome historical, uh, a, a compilation of facts associated with the history of the first four constitutional conventions, right? 65, 72, 78, and 1980. And then we had an election in 2007, and the, the that convention they didn't convene, I believe, until sometime in 2000, either 2008 or 9, because they, they had some issues there with that uh, convention. Um, um, thank you, Zoe. I um, appreciate that. Um, with respect to sharing, um, some of the information with us. Um, yeah, the Constitutional Convention. Um, let me see if I can pull up a quick story here. St. Thomas Source, um, Constitutional Convention. Because we guess the Constitutional Convention. Um, because we sent the document up in 2010, but it had issues, and um, that turned out to be um, something that didn't didn't work out well uh, for the territory. Um, see an article here. 
from July 12th, I mean July 2012, and all that stuff. But um, yeah, we can continue to stay on top of this because it's 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 it's, it's necessary. You know, notwithstanding what people might tell you, uh, it's, it's you need your own constitution. This day and age, <clears throat> you know, we can't have the revised organic act continuing to um yeah okay so yes uh continue to i mean i mean it serves purpose um the revised organic act with 1954 you know next year i'll make 70 years that we've had this document that's been um pretty much our constitution de facto constitution yeah you see a number of different articles here uh february 2009 march 2009 uh it says um Constitution Convention inches closer to goal. Um, let me see what this article is about. Uh, a draft constitution, the hearings and all that stuff, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then um, it had a, a March 20th article that speaks to a change of dates and venues for plenary sessions and all that stuff, small business development center uh, and the conference room. Uh, that was late. That was set up for late March in uh, 2009. Um, government access channels and all that stuff. So we're going to see how uh, it pans out. I know my Ryan Jackson um going to be paying closer, uh, close attention to how this one works out. Um, and in June of 2010, uh, the Constitutional Convention... Uh, the U.S. Senate passed a joint resolution Thursday evening, June 19th, 2010, calling for the Fifth Constitutional Convention to reconvene and change its draft constitution to address concerns raised by the U.S. Department of Justice. Yeah, the Constitutional Convention completed a draft constitution last year. Uh, Governor DeYoung initially declined to forward the document to President Barack Obama, citing constitutional and other problems with several passages. In December, the Virginia Superior Court concluded DeYoung did not have the latitude to decide whether or not to send the document on and ordered him to forward the draft. And since then, uh, Obama forwarded to Congress, along with Department of Justice analysis, raising questions about maritime boundaries tax breaks aimed at native virgin illness and other provisions. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to delve into what, my, what what happened with the with the fifth one, right? And then there was a joint resolution introduced by Senators Jeff Bingaman, Bingaman of New Mexico and Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. Who would know what we're dealing with because Alaska, even though it's nowhere near us from a, a physical our perspective, you know, they're not part of the contiguous 48, so they sometimes get treated like the stepchilds, the stepchildren that are insular possessions uh, get treated like. Uh, see if we go um, talk to the people in, uh, in Puerto Rico, call, call the, um, the weather service real quick before we go to the break so they can let us know what to expect um, for weather going into the weekend. Yeah, so um, it's interesting how... Um, you know, the history of the Constitutional Convention, the who's who of delegates, the the items that they wanted us to to, 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 to realize, 
Um, and we've re- and, and we've actually uh, we've actually adopted uh, some of those uh, things that they wanted back in the day. Good morning, National Weather Service. How are you? Hello. Yes. Hello. How are you? Hey. Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Hey, Ryan Chambers. What's up, man? Hey. It's another beautiful day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know you like you like being in these parts. Um, what are we looking at for the weekend with respect to weather? Yes. So we're gonna continue this pattern of passing showers and breezy conditions. And that is also going to be coupled with our greatest threat at the moment is is um, our marine conditions have deteriorated due to a northerly swell that arrived today. And that's going to continue. We're expecting wave heights around 15 foot. So that's pretty, that, that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's the biggest swell we've had in a while. Yeah. And but yeah. Um, any questions in particular? Well, you know, the, the normal stuff, beachgoers, if, if we got, if we got boat, if we got marine conditions issues, then we got beachgoer issues as well, right? Definitely. Yeah. So we have a high risk of rip currents for the beaches with high surf advisory for the Northern USVI. And hey, Walter, could you, could you please shut, shut that off? Okay. Um, excuse me. No, that's okay. Um, tell, 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 tell Mr. Snell, we, we send uh, <laughs> greetings from the Virgin Islands. Good morning as well. Yeah. Hey, they said hello. <laughs> <laughs> Not because yeah. on Monday I was speaking with Ian Colon and, and and he had Robert Mitchell right next to him and he came out to the conversation as well. So that's two conversations in a row where we, we got two two for the price of one. So I'm glad. Definitely. I, 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 yeah, I, there I, are yeah. senior forecasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cherish yeah. them here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um, we got my, we got uh, a beach advisory for our, our, our beach goers, right? Yes. So at the moment, we have high surf advisory for the northern USVI and ongoing high-risk rip currents. And for the waters, we have small craft advisories out. And that's going to continue into the weekend as the swell lingers. And also, on top of that, we're expecting these strong winds from the east-northeast to continue. And it's going to be ranging between 15 and 25 knots. So that's going to also cause confused seas. Definitely, the next couple of days is going to be hazardous for beachgoers and mariners. Wow, wow, that's that's interesting. And passing showers, you said, right, throughout the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Scattered showers will continue, just riding the winds. But no major rainfall accumulations are expected. Mm-hmm. Just um, like a nice shower and fly through, dump some rain, and that's really all. But if there is like training of, of some showers, there could be a bit of a ponding of water, but that's not really a main hazard. Okay, so and the the breezy weather that that we're experiencing, in particular in the morning in the morning times and the evenings, that's going to continue, right? Yes, yes. So we have a pretty robust high pressure system mm-hmm. that's in the Western Atlantic, and as that migrates eastward, we will continue to have these breezy condi- conditions. Oh, okay, so it's coming out the Gulf. It's working its way out out, out, out the lower Gulf and, and towards the Caribbean. Yeah, right now it's north of the region. So well, it's north as of it us migrates now, yeah. Yeah. into the like Central Atlantic. Yeah, just he'll maintain the winds. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That, that's good. Okay, well, um, and, yeah, go ahead. And, oh, I was gonna say, and yeah, so and I know um, it gets quite breezy over there in the, the northern USVI. So I would expect gusts up in the 30 miles per hour 
Wow. At times. Wow, wow, wow. Well, that's better. That's better than, than the humidity that we're going to deal with later on in the year. So we can deal with that right now. We're cool with yes. that. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ryan Chambers. I appreciate it. Enjoy yeah, your day you so and much. enjoy the weekend. You too. Thank and you. You got it. That's not Ryan Chambers down there from the National Water Service. So um, to our boaters and our beachgoers, be careful. Okay. Got um, high swells. Okay. 15 foot. Okay. Be careful. Okay, we got advisory. And uh, so when you're working your way out, I know some of us, you know, we like to get our dip. You know what I mean? Be careful when you get to the beach. And this time of year, is, is, I mean, of course, you know, folks who come in from, from the mainland to hang out down here, yeah? um, all they thinking about while they're on the plane, uh, in, when they ain't sleeping is, when can I get to the beach? So while you're here, please be careful. Okay. Because right now, um, we got some some uh, some action, in particular in the northern U.S. V.I. So St. Thomas and St. John in particular, I'll be careful. Okay, when you head out to the beach and to the, um, our boaters as well, our mariners, I'll be careful. Alrighty, so that's, I think that's, that's pretty much it for our number one. Uh, I had this good recap, this historical recap with um, Constitution Conventions, which was cool. Uh, so we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, hopefully we'll be joined by... Um, Commissioner Kimberly Kazi Gomez for Department of Human Services. They got a number of different things going on. Child care, SNAP, Medicaid, and the public health emergency funding provided by Congress during COVID-19 pandemic. What have you? A lot of things to talk about. I'll just yield to her and let her uh, encourage, uh, enlighten you. Uh, so we'll take a break. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. I'm Deepa Fernandez from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We'll bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up, plus conversations with authors and artists, Stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. So please join us for Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the latest advancement in German nudists. You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 